Hi, you're listening to You're Like Really Pretty, a podcast for the girls, gays, and theys that love pop culture, reality TV, and a juicy political scandal. I'm your host, Kayla. Oh my God, guys. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. At least I'm faking it till I make it. Um, I am doing better than I was last week. And for that, praise Jesus. I'm so happy. Um that I'm not in a little depression hole. <laughs> I I didn't fully let myself go into a depression hole. Like I I really fought like not letting myself get there. Um and you know sometimes if you do get there, that's okay. Like it's it's you're you're if you're somebody who deals with depression, um thankfully I, I do feel like the attitude has shifted significantly when it comes to um, mental health things, and especially when it comes to depression. Uh, But there's still, you know, there's still stigma around it. There's still like, why don't you just go on a walk? And it's like, literally, my brain isn't making the right kind of chemicals. Okay, there, it's like depleted of a certain kind of chemical. Okay, like, just chill. So, um, but I, I pulled myself out of it and, um, I am getting back to where I was. Um, it's, a you know, it's a journey. Like I said, being human is fucking hard and we're all trying our best. A huge help was me just like being honest about the things that I was feeling and, um, you know, I, I, like I said last episode, I have just a very, very incredible support system. And um, I don't ever want to be in a place where I was like, <sighs> October of 2021, I was I was just not in a good place, y'all trigger warning, I was did not want to be here anymore. And um. I never want to feel like that again. And I actively try to live my life in a manner that I do not feel like that ever again. And so it's really tough when I feel myself kind of inching there. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And so, um, I I did everything I could to get out of that space and I did. I'm still a little yeah, but that could be because um PMSing. You know, you never know. Being somebody who menstruates like you're just like you're like am I depressed? Is it my period coming? Like what I don't know. So, uh yeah. But um my load just got significantly better. I'll get into that at a different point in time. Um, and this past weekend, I just had such an amazing weekend. Just truly, it was an amazing weekend. Um, on Friday, uh, this past weekend was another friend's birthday. Um, it was also my husband's birthday <laughs> that he spent underwater. Under the sea, under the sea, under the sea. Um, it was, a uh, another friend's birthday and I'm telling you guys, like I attract these Gemini babies, like they're all around me and I love it. Okay. I do. They're my most compatible sign. Gemini and Aries are the most compatible sign. Um, 
for more. And so I attract them and I love them. Uh, and it was my friend Kate's birthday. And I just hope I think she did. I think she felt wrapped in love. And that's like all I want to do with people and their birthdays um, is like I've learned that. Uh, so I don't know. Well, no, like most people know what the, the five love languages are. Um, my love language is acts of service. Um, like do some stuff for me cause I love it. Um, take, you know, something off my plate for me, help me. Um, especially like me not having to ask for help. You just like inherently doing it. Mwah, love it. Um, but the way that I give love is I'm a gift giver. I've like realized that like, that's how I, I like, putting together gifts for people or I just like shopping for people. So I made her gift kind of like centered. She's got a big life event and I just wanted her to do some self-love. She's pretty good about like taking care of herself though. Like she's like one of those people's like, oh, I need to like shift things. Like she's very, um, she's very impressive in that way. And uh, so we had just a really wholesome weekend. Um, on Friday, we went out to my favorite bar. And I'm going to get into the bar situation in a second. Like, we're going to talk. We're going to, like, we're going to kiki about this. Um, we went to my favorite bar, which is the one where we do karaoke at. And it was immaculate vibes. They brought two of her work friends and... We like one of them um, sing super bass for karaoke and that just got the crowd wild. It was the perfect mix of people like there were no drunks at this bar. There were no like people being sloppy. There was no fighting. It was just like there were no bad vibes at all. Like none like not even a hint of anything. It was just so much fun. Um, there was one guy who <laughs> the the bartenders, the two girls that work there, they have like kind of come to know our group. And um, there's this guy who I don't think I've ever seen, but he was singing karaoke and he came up to me trying to talk to me and I didn't give anything. I was friendly. And listen, I am a flirt. It is my favorite thing in life to do is flirt. I love flirting with everybody. It doesn't matter age, sex, gender. Um, it, it does not matter to me. I want to flirt. I'm just, I'm an Aries. Okay. It's like who I am. But as I've gotten older, I've realized when, if I'm anything, um, but like <laughs> cordial, like even like, like not even cordial, just like, uh-huh. Like <laughs> I, I know I can't, I'll invite this stuff. And it's, that's not my fault for me being like a, like that's on men. That is not on me. However, we live in a society where, um, men are killing women for rejecting them. And so I try purposely to fill out the situation and make sure that I don't like give off any vibes that like I'm interested. And so this guy, I thought he was just going to come up and say hi to us because that that's kind of how this bar is. Like 
where people get very excited about a group of girls having fun. Um, and either they get very excited about it or they get threatened about it. And I'll get that in a second. But at this bar, the vibes are not like that. People are just happy that we're happy. And like, they come and talk to us. And it's just like a good, it's a good time. And so this guy comes up and he had just sang some 80s song. And he's trying to talk to me and ask me my name and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, leave me alone. I just want to hang out with my friends. And, but he then ended up buying me so many drinks. And, like, they would, like, just be waiting for me. They'd be like, um, he got you another drink. He got you another drink. And, but, like, it wasn't, like they were making the drink and then giving it to him and he was bringing it to me because that would be like not a kosher situation. It was just like they're like I'd go up to get another drink and the bartender's like, um, your drink was already bought by this dude. And I'm just like, I, I, there's one thing like a person buying me one drink. I'm totally cool with that. Like I'm actually, that is what I'm trying to do. Okay. That is, I am trying to make sure I get my drink spot for me at least one drink a night. Okay. That's just who I am. Um, you know, your girl's going to be having student loans due at some point in the future. And I, I, I'm trying to do what I got to do. Okay. But I, it, it then goes into like multiple drinks. I mean, my tab, I had normally my tab, every time we go out there, normally I end up paying about a hundred dollars. Um, I get like, I'll, I'll buy about $60 worth of stuff, which is like drinks for me, shots for friends. And then I end up tipping like $40 to the girls. That's pretty much what I always spend when I go there. Um, and my tab was only $20. (laughs) I, what? It was only $20. So I just, that, that was the only weird thing. But he didn't like bother me. He just was like would buy my drinks. And then like, I guess he said some things to my friends and something about she's rocking my world or something. I don't know. Dude was fucking blitzed out of his mind. Um, But he wasn't like harassing. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was like if somebody is going to be doing that this is the place where they'll do it. Cause the girls will look out for you and just like no bad shit is happening at this bar. It's just, it's a great, great vibe. And so, but that was the only weird thing. And it wasn't even that weird. I didn't have to pay for my drinks that night. Like I shouldn't even be complaining, but I just don't, I don't want anybody to get it. Like I never want a man to like get any kind of idea. Cause I've been in those situations where I think I'm just being friendly And they're interpreting it as like, I'm going to have sex with them. And I'm like, yo, I'm just being a nice person. Like I'm just having a conversation. I, I, that's just the way it rolls sometimes with people. And so, but it didn't turn into that. So I'm, listen, I'm only going to this bar from now on. So that leads me into the next thing. So I told you guys last week about how we go to my favorite bar and then we go And we end up at this other bar, this dive and how my friend Tay was like, it's like your dessert. And it's because it, 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 and I said it like the town I grew up in is like one big dive bar. Like all the people 
that you see in a dive bar are who I grew up around. My dad, who is, y'all want to get real for a second? I haven't spoken to my dad since July of 2020 because he is a mean person who doesn't know how to not hate me. Um, And yeah, he's just, he's not a great guy. But um, I, I am very thankful for a lot of things with him because he's not all bad. Like I said, I believe people are inherently good. And my dad is inherently good. He's just um, letting the bad dictate too much right now and has been for many years. Why am I turning this into a counseling session? What the fuck? It's because what I do, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so the point that I was trying to make with my dad is that for all my dad's faults, he gave me a lot of great life experience. And one thing that I am so grateful for in life is that um, he exposed me to so many different kinds of people, which is not an easy thing to do when you grow up in the town I grew up. I grew up in the sticks and I, he, he always had a cast of characters around him. And my dad is like, he's kind of an outlaw. Um, and he, my, his, oh my God, I'm not getting into it, but his father, um, was also kind of an, you know, somebody who lived life on the, on the edges of society. And, um, hung out with a lot of like bikers and never was a part of any kind of MC. And my dad never was too, just affiliated, you know. And so that's like I tell people like that don't know that lifestyle, like Sons at Anarchy, they have it very correct in a lot of ways. Very, very correct of what it's like within an MC. And my dad had those people around which like when I think back on it, it's like kind of crazy. But those people, that's the kind of people I grew up with is like people who were just outcasts in society and are people who were rough around the edges or people who um, like rejected a lot of what society would inflict on the masses. Like he, my dad was really good about being open to all kinds of people like my dad had a really good and this is not like oh my god like he had a now it's like nothing but I'm talking this is like 1998 my dad had a really good gay friend that was around all the time and that that shouldn't be something that's like oh my god that's like so progressive but for 1998 you know he's like a family man in this nuclear home and like, yeah, so that's just how he was. And this bar gives me, was giving me, was, operative word was, was giving me those vibes. It was giving me Motley Crue, have some good conversations, cheap drinks, pool, just a dive. And something has shifted And like, I should have heeded the warning from the universe when I got very, very sick. And my friends are certain I got sick at this bar. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I did too. Um, But there has just been a shift and I no longer can partake in their madness. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I can't. The, it's just like, I got to pause and I got to reevaluate with this bar Because it's like, 
I liked going in there because I was the shiny star. And the first few times I was going in there, it was. And it, it still is. I walk in that bar, I am a star. But I'm now, like, attracting something. And that is, like, the root of what I want to talk about when it comes to the personal section of this episode is like there, if you have a bunch of things that keep happening to you or you're like, you're like noticing a pattern of things at some point you have to evaluate. I'm the common denominator in these things. Um, it's me. And so I can't, I can't uh, change external forces. I can't dictate what other people do. I only can have control over what I do. And so this bar, which is so much fun. And that's the thing is like, it's so much fun. But it's like, I I am listening to what the universe is saying. It's saying like, you keep your ass down this, the road at the other one where vibes are always immaculate. Um, because... We went out and it was popping. It was Friday. It was fun. It was, yeah, it was what it always is. And like, I just like to go in there because I know that I'm going to end up talking to people and having fun. And that's what we started doing. And like that, a lot of the people that like go there, they play like Alice in Chains and like um, Soundgarden and that kind of music, which I love that kind of music. Uh, but, you know, your girl, when she's been drinking, what she wants to listen to is a little bit of ASAP Rocky, a little um, fucking problems. You get what I'm saying? That's what I want to be doing. And uh, I- I'm at the touch tunes. <laughs> fast tracking music is touch tunes a thing all across the country it's got to be right yeah no I've seen it I think it's called I think the concepts all across the country but it like it's maybe called something else elsewhere but here in Washington it's called it's called touch tunes and so I'm at the touch tunes I'm turning on cash shit by Megan the stallion I'm like let me let these motherfuckers know what's up um, and then my friend goes and she sees, honestly, it, it's slim pickings when it comes to people who are attractive in this bar. And I don't go there to, to see attractive people, even though everywhere I go, I go, where's the hot people at? Oh, it's just me and my friends. That's it. But I, I was like, where are the people? Where's the, it can't just be me and these girls. Like, it can't just be me and my friends. It has to, I have to be able to look at somebody. I have to be able to. I'm telling you, I'm an Aries. It's what I do. And so she zeroes in on him. And I'm telling you, he's gorgeous. Gorgina. Okay. Gorgeous. She zeroes in on him. And I'm like, yes, mama, you do it. Yes. And I'm an aggressive wing woman. Like, um, I, my goal is to facilitate, facilitate something happening. And I, I get great joy and love out of ensuring that other people have something happen. Um, do I need to chill? Yeah. <laughs> I think you could say in my life, the one thing that universally, anybody who knows me, they would say, yeah, Kayla probably could chill the fuck out. <laughs> I'm just a lot. I'm a lot. But the people who are around me, they love me and they accept me. And but I'm a lot. And so 
um, she's talking to this guy and I'm like, bada bing, bada boom. I'm talking with him. We start talking about Buddhism and stuff. And I'm like, here we go. This is the shit I love. I, cause I, that's why I want to learn. Like I'm, I am a lifelong learner. <laughs> that sounds so pretentious, but like, it's the truth. That's how I am. And I like people. And so we're talking, we're chit-chatting. And he like was talking to this older gal and she was like, whatever. Um, and I, can you guys hear it? You can hear it, right? The trot, trot, trotting. I just, I can't. I can't. The coughing. Yep. It's a fucking weekly occurrence with us. Let me pause so I can yell at them. Okay, I'm back. So this woman was not about me in any kind of way. Like from the jump, but then there was like a noticeable shift. And I kind of am getting to the point where you either fuck with me or you don't. And like, um, you know, there's this great Casey Musgraves line and on her um, pageant material album. And it's like, um, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and not everybody's for me. And I just resonate with that because I like, I want to be everybody's cup of tea. Like that is what I prefer. I prefer for everybody to think I have the most amazing personality and I'm the sweetest, I'm the kindest, and they just like adore me. That is like what I want out of people. But I'm finally, I think because I'm getting older, I'm getting a little more life experience that I'm just like, you know, some people just don't like me. (laughs) And it's my personality. It rubs people the wrong way a lot. Um, I am loud. (laughs) I'm loud and it just like bothers people sometimes. And I think at this place in particular, and I had said something. And after I said something, I that's my friends noticed the shift with her. And like, she just like was not she was just I was like dark energy to her. And I was like, Whoa, okay, you don't like me. That's fine. But I even asked her, I was like, is this your man? And he, and she's like, no. And I asked her, I said, is that your girl? Like, she's like, she's giving off vibes and like, I'm not trying to like cause anything. Um, and he's like, no, she's like my best friend. I'm like, she's your best. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why she doesn't like me. Cause I was like, she's your best friend. <laughs> no, I know why she doesn't like me. Um, And she just was so like fucking put off by me. And it like, I was like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, what is it that I'm doing to this person to elicit this reaction? Um, But I kind of just chalked it up to like, you know, whatever. And I just came to a realization talking to my friends, talking to another friend that like, I don't need to be going there. (laughs) I don't need to be going there. And then one of my friends, um, they think that they were roofied this past weekend. And they remember showing up at that place. And then after a certain time, they don't remember anything. Except for like, little, like slideshows of things. And they have like pictures in their phone. 
Um, and they really think that they got roofied at this bar. And one of my friends said, um, and she had told me this forever ago, like, like maybe a year ago that people were getting roofied at this bar. And I just like, I'd never been to the bar and I like, they hated the bar that this particular bar. And so we just kind of always avoided it. But for whatever reason, I decided to go in there. And um, when she said that, when she was like, yeah, there's been people that like a lot of people that have been roofied there. I was like, oh, my God, there has been. Why am I going to this place? And so the point of my story is the girl that doesn't like me at this place. Thank you for getting me to realize I don't need to be fucking with something that's like not fucking with me. Um, I I had like at this place, I had a lot of fun, but I also had some experiences where men were highly inappropriate, highly aggressive. Um, I had, I got called a whore twice. <laughs> I got called a whore by two different men, two different, one of them, one of them, I'm, I, I don't forgive him for calling me a whore, but I think that perhaps this person could be redeeming, redeemable. The other person called me a horror because like I, because I, I didn't want to do anything with him. <laughs> like I just was trying to have a conversation. That's all I want to do. I just want to talk. I want to chat. Why do you think I have a podcast? Cause I just want to talk all the time. So it, it, I'm, my whole rambling mess of this story is that like when things are presented to you, and you're, you start seeing a thing, you're like, this is happening. Then this is happening. Like, you have to listen to it. You have to, at some point, recognize you are the common denominator. And so all these weird things, and, you know, they're not like things where it's like debilitating or like um, disastrous things. They're just like, I don't have things like this happen in my life. And so I start noticing all oh, these things are happening. Okay, I'm the one who's the the reoccurring character in these stories. What what else is the reoccurring character? This fucking bar. So I need to fuck off from this bar, and that is what I'm doing. Um so it was a great few weeks, a love affair that is now in the past. Um, but this is applicable to so many things like it, what's not serving you is not serving you. And don't don't keep going down that path. And sometimes it's like hard because you just want to have fun. The girlies just want to have fun. They want to listen to ASAP Rocky on the touch tunes. And that's it. But you know what? Maybe there's some places you can't listen to ASAP Rocky yet. But I am very grateful that my dad has passed on to me the ability to talk to anybody and I can do that anywhere. I don't have to do it at that bar, even though I'm going to miss it. But you know what? Maybe it's because like the summer is, is coming and just like, you know, you got to be mindful of shit. And I, I am trying to take that mindfulness with me. So here we are a half hour into this goddamn episode. Let's get into hot topics. And my first hot topic I'm going to talk about, oh, actually the first few, they're not, they're not juicy. They're, um, they're a little sad. So Shannon Doherty, um, from 90210 
she posted just this heart-wrenching update on her battle with cancer. And it is just, yeah, it, it it's just, it's unbelievable. And it's metastasized in her brain. And it's just so sad. But I, I had kind of known that she um, was battling that. But I clicked on the story and she had filed from a divorce back in April um, from her husband and they'd been married for 11 years. And apparently what has come out is that he was having an affair with her publicist and as he knew that she was going through this. I just, I just, I can't, um, I can't, I can't even take that. It's like, it's insane. I, what the fuck? It, it just like, it broke my heart to, to read that. I mean, not only are you going through just something that's unimaginable, but you're going through, that on top of a great betrayal. It just broke my heart for her. So I'm sending her a lot of love. Um, Cause that's just terrible. And then the other thing was uh, Wendy Williams, her son did a interview with the son, <sighs> but you know, I don't fault him. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to, because I feel like I, I need to read the whole thing to really provide like a thorough picture of what the fuck's going on. Because it, we have been like, I was a Wendy watcher. I told you guys, like when I got my heart broken in 2014 and I had to move back in with my parents, uh, Wendy Williams is what got me through. Like, I'm not even kidding. Her show is what got me. It was like a highlight of my day was getting to watch Wendy Williams and God bless her. So anyway, um, he revealed Kevin Hunter Jr. Little Kev reveals his fears for his mother's life. He says his mom's mental and physical health have been in jeopardy ever since she's been under guardianship. Kevin says, as hard as it is seeing her being taken advantage of, I know that if I'm making sure she is as a person is okay, that is the most important thing because eventually she's going to realize the craziness that's been going on. He says the last time he spoke with his mother's manager was last month when the manager called him about his mom's hospitalization. He says he wasn't even updated about his mom's release or if she was even released. And then they asked about his mother's alcoholism. Kevin says, I know the rate that she uses alcohol isn't like a normal person. And we've spoken about it. And it's gotten to the point where, yes, it could have had that effect that it might be fatal because it affects her way worse than a normal person since it stays in her system. Kevin says his mom needs to take a break from trying to progress her career and just be proud of what she's accomplished. And... We have, us Wendy watchers have watched as like, it's been like two years of her saying she's going to like launch a podcast. She had some sort of like, um, like promo on the beach. I remember that like when she lost control of her like Wendy account, 
she had like a promo on the beach and like it was like her son who was filming her and she seemed kind of coherent in that and then and then ugh, she posted just so many so much bizarre stuff um and you're just like she's not okay like it's very apparent that this person is is not okay and there started to be rumblings that there's somebody around her who is like the team that's around her. It's like she, like for how awful, and I'd, I'd never want her back with Big Kev because he was an abusive piece of shit, but for how awful he was, he like kept her shit in check, it sounds like. And now she's like surrounded by a bunch of hanger-ons who are just exploiting her and like they're probably feeding her addiction and um keeping her nice and boozed up and like they're bleeding her dry and it's just like it's just it's really I, I hope she gets help I hope it's not too long and she's a little bit older now so it's like it's harder on her, it's hard on anybody's body to be suffering through alcoholism. But if you're, you know, I'm pretty sure Wendy's like 59. That That's just like, that's really, really hard to get through. And I just, yeah, it just makes me really sad. Um, and then uh, to completely pivot <laughs> into something that um, is exciting. This is juicy. So Kim Cattrall is going to be back on Sex in the City or uh, what is it? What is the reboot called? And Just Like That and Just Like That. Um, Kim Cattrall is going to be there. I guess she did. It's it's like a page of a scene. Um, she didn't have to interact with Darren Starr, who's the creator of Sex in the City um, or Sarah Jessica Parker, or any of the other girls. And like, if you don't know this, this is pop culture history. Um, Kim Cattrall, she made that show without a doubt. Uh, her character, Samantha, the character is what made that show. That was the heart of the show. Anybody who watches that show knows that like, yes, all four of them needed to be there. There was a magic of chemistry and all of that. But Kim Cattrall's character, her portrayal of Samantha was revolutionary and it was, it, it's what made that show so special. She was like the, the very important piece. And, um, the Sex and the City one came out. Oh, I love this movie. Sex and the City 2, even though Sex and the City 2 is so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It cringes me out. I fucking love it. I don't know. I can't help because I love, I love those characters a lot. I just really love those characters. It's just like nostalgic. That's why I continue to watch the reboot, which isn't as bad as people say. Um, yeah, is Che Diaz cringy? Yes, yes. But, you know, there's a lot of other things that are cringy in life. And anyway, so Sarah Jessica Parker, what Kim Cattrall has said and what she has maintained, because they were going to do a third movie. And because the first two movies made so much money because we love these characters, they were going to do a third movie. And Kim Cattrall was like, nope, deuces, I'm not doing it because like, no, no, no. And Sarah Jessica Parker said some things um, to the press that was like probably um, 
probably like not like that bad, but because they have history, Kim was like, bitch, I see what you're trying to do and you're not going to run my name through the mud. I'm not going back here because your bitch ass was rude to me and mean and mean girl behavior and evil. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm done with all y'all. You guys are rude. Like they would like, they wouldn't go to lunch with her. It was like mean girl stuff. And then, um, she, Sarah, Jessica Kim Cattrall's dad passed away and Sarah Jessica Parker said on like a red carpet or a talk show. She's like, I'm thinking of you, Kim. And like, you know, I'm sending you my love. And Kim posted on Instagram with a screenshot of the article, like the page six article. And she's like, don't want your well wishes. Like she does not fuck with her. It's like on some Tom and Jerry shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like she, her name is brought up and she's like, gang, gang. Like I don't fuck with you at all. Um, but we wanted her so bad on the show because we just love Samantha. Like she's just the best character. It it does feel like there's a void. And I think they did pretty good explaining it, but there's a void because Samantha is what makes the show. So I guess she has just a very, very brief thing. And they kind of, at the end of the last season, they kind of like, um, set it up to possibly be that way. So Kim got paid a pretty penny to show up on that set. And I know she's a star. I know she was, she walked in there and she's like, people were like, Oh, Kim, we missed you so much. So that's exciting. I can't wait for that to come out. And I guess she filmed this back in like April. So like they kept that under wraps for a pretty long time. Um, and then I, uh, Okay, everything else is really sad. No, okay, no, 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 no. Taylor Swift's PR team. Mm? So it had come out earlier in the week. The Swifties were, they were pissed. Um, I think I talked about it last week. I saw a petition. Somebody made a petition. A change.org petition. <laughs> a change.org petition. Yelling at Taylor for fucking around with Matt Healy. Um, and I, I talked about like what has been said about, you know, his conduct, what he said on podcasts and it's just, it's horrific shit. And so that kind of was getting traction and it, it, I saw on Twitter and then like, you know, once shit goes from Twitter to the mainstream, like you got to answer for your crimes And so there's stuff that started getting leaked out that Matt and Taylor broke up. Well, um, that appears to not be the truth. What it sounds like is that they are feeding that to, you know, like the people magazines, the publicists and stuff. They're like, they're cooking up something. Okay. And so they're on tour. So it's going to be like, we're not together. We're on tour. Um, And, you know, they're broken up. And then Taylor's team, I would not be surprised if they didn't launch like a full fucking PR campaign to rehabilitate his image so that Taylor can be with him. And you know what? Taylor, girl... If you want to be with a piece of shit racist, then I guess that's your fucking prerogative, huh? 
But that's the thing. That's the criticism with Taylor. I do love her music. Like, no, I've told you what I feel about Lavender Haze. That shit is my shit. And she was my number one artist on Spotify last year. But she, listen, she's a capitalist. She's a, she's a capitalist. And um, once things start fucking with her money, that's when you see her switcheroo. And uh, yeah, so you know, the Swifties might come after me. And listen, I like her music. I think she's fascinating. She is a never ending pop culture topic for me that I can just talk, 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 talk about. Okay, I told you guys how I, I want Messy Taylor. I want her walking around with her girlies in New York. I want that. I want the pop pictures. I love that. But girl, why are you hitching your wagon to him? Mama, it doesn't make any sense. And so they're, they're working their ass off. And, um, but I don't think they're broken up. I think that they had a pivot. So, oh, these are pretty good. Katie and Ariana. Katie um, and Ariana from Vanderpump Rules. They have uh, a, like a joint company. I think they sell like, like pretty crew necks and hoodies or something. It's called Something About Her. And they did a TikTok today. There's like this TikTok. Uh, um, what's it called? I am blanking on words. When. Not a TikTok challenge. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Uh, TikTok trend. I don't know. But it's where like girls are um, walking and they have like, I'm guessing that they have their phone on some sort of uh, like segue type of like a segue for a phone. And so they they're walking and they push this thing. And so they walk towards it kind of like a catwalk. And um, you I fall. I love it. I think it's cool. But they posted this TikTok and really, you know what? I got to give it to them girls like. You guys really popped off and you guys like you both dropping these toms is the best thing that you'll ever do for your career. Like these girls are getting so much opportunity. Everybody's on their side, even like people hate Katie and I haven't watched enough Vanderpump rules to really form a concrete opinion, but I do listen to the podcast. I always tell you guys about sex, unique podcast, my favorite podcast and they that their whole thing is this show like and they're like kind of friendly with these people too they seem to have a clock on like yes katie is a um prickly character but like her ex-husband tom schwartz he has this like oh shucks geez like persona and it's just like it's all bullshit and so he he shows that and it's just it's very manipulative like and I I'm inclined to believe that that he's his little stupidity act is 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 just a fucking act um but I'm very excited to see where their careers go they they both look incredible I love that they're like they're women who are um you know they're like a little bit older than me and it's just like I feel like it's so important to see women who are not in their 20s, who are in their 30s. And I think Katie might even be in her 40s. 
And like, they're like fully realized women. And I think see somebody having that platform, these girls having these women having that platform, I think that is so um, important. Because like I've talked about women don't expire after 30. Like, we're just getting started. And so despite what like, the the marketing and the media want you to believe like women get finer and finer and they realize more and they they come more into that femininity and that that womanhood and it's I'm happy for them I'm excited to see where they go and freaking Ariana's abs are like out of this world um and then this is this is funny (laughs) I saw this earlier so PETA released a voicemail and they thought it was going to get somebody canceled. They thought it was going to be a aha, gotcha moment. Was not, that was not the case whatsoever. And the thing with PETA is they are a shit corporation or organization or nonprofit, whatever the fuck they are, they are shit. And I am about to go into um, a rant on some political things And I implore you to listen. Uh, Because even though you see my cute little um, art and I have this cute little voice of mine and I love talking about the pop culture, I I am somebody who is very political and... um, I like everything is inherently political. And if you're somebody who's like, I don't like to get in politics. Well, that is a political statement in its own. Everything, everything down to like the shirt you're wearing is political. Like even if it's a shirt that is just a plain gray shirt, there's political undertones into that. And so I like to talk about that stuff and I'm going to talk about that stuff and you, as my listener, should probably not skip through this stuff. Um, this is the only time I'm going to do like a little warning of like, hey, the rest of what I'm going to talk about is political. Uh, but I don't I got one message where somebody was like, why did you get political on that? And it was I'm like my intro. I'm like juicy political scandal. Like, what are you talking about? So that's my one and only time that I'm going to do that. Um, You're going to have to get over it. And, you know, I'm saying it as if like the masses are coming out. I had one person. So if that one person's listening to me, you're going to have to get over it. I don't care. So two really awesome fucking things have happened. And I just saw them because I was doing stuff today. Tennessee's drag van. I talked about that a few weeks ago and I was heartbroken over it because it's fucking heartbreaking. However, thank the good Lord and the processes that are enacted to ensure that fucking draconian fascist things don't happen, even though they're happening every day. But the Tennessee drag ban has been blocked and deemed unconstitutional by a Tennessee judge. So Fuck yeah, because it wasn't, you know, it it was towards the drag queens. They were trying, it absolutely was. But what it was really about was um, trans people. Because like I've said, that's the boogeyman is trans people. And so 
it it was about keeping trans people from being able to exist in public spaces. And they're, they try to um, disguise it as like, you know, a drag thing. And it's like, yeah, it's going to affect the drag community. Absolutely. But that's like not what they were. That wasn't the, their sole reason. That was just like a happy coincidence for them. And um, thankfully, this this judge in Tennessee wasn't a backward, stupid fuck and deemed it unconstitutional because it is. It's absolutely it, what's so crazy is that these people, especially, um, you know, the right wingers and stuff, the conservatives they're they are so obsessed with freedom um, and like the libertarians and stuff. They're so hyper obsessed with freedom. That is what everything is rooted in. You're infringing on my rights and stuff. Yet they take away the rights from everybody because it's, it, it's not really about infringing on rights. What they actually care about is making sure that you don't fuck with their money. That's what they actually care about because they're all capitalist pigs. That. That's like what it what it is. So like when somebody's coming at you and like talking about this and they're, they're like my freedom and I don't want my rights infringed on and like, you know, the Second Amendment, man, like they're not actually talking about their freedom They're They just don't want the government regulating their money. That's what it is. And they don't want to pay taxes. But, you know, how how would how would the cops that you bootlick for how would they get money. So Tennessee, fucking awesome. And then Florida also had a huge debut, despite what you may have heard. I'm sure you have seen Ron DeSantis announcing his um, campaign on Twitter. Uh, Despite them giving us Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, is younger than my parents. Like he's like 42. What? Right? Ron DeSantis is like 42. And I am confused about why he looks the way he does. Because homeboy is not looking well. Um, Sorry, my apologies. He's 44. That dude looks like he's 61. That's what hate does to you makes you ugly from the inside out. So despite the Ron DeSantis of it all, um, a Florida judge struck down the anti-trans bill that was uh, aiming to block trans affirming care. Um, So another fucking W with the the courts intervening on this fucking fascist shit. Uh, The judge cited the victory or cited it as um, like, causing like irreparable harm like his reasoning was like this is like disgusting and just hate-filled and so that was that was really that was really awesome it was really awesome to read that um those two things happened and it's an example of systems actually working in the favor of people because it's the the people who are the it's a minority of people they just their voices are amplified but it is a minority of people that have issues with drag queens and trans people 
but because our media is, (laughs) I sound like, I sound like I'm putting (laughs) my aluminum hat on, but this is, this is true. Like our media is predominantly operated by people who are on the, the far right of the spectrum when it comes to political thoughts. And they, they're the ones who are putting this information out and they're the ones amplifying and like it it's it's you have to talk about this stuff you have to do what you can you cannot be complicit in other people's suffering and it's like yeah you may not be able to be like this judge and stop this unconstitutional shit and you know the these clear violation of um like civil rights but you do have an obligation as being a member of society to the to bettering society in any way you can and so me I have this little platform that I'm trying to build and I'm going to talk about this stuff and I'm going to criticize it and I'm going to make sure that like it, if I have one person who listens to me rant and they're like somebody who's like I'm not political and they they listen to me rant and they they just share one retweet or they donate to you know a progressive campaign or they just like register to vote that that is like it for me and so that's that's why I talk about this stuff. And also because I fucking care. And like, I'm trying to, dude, I'm trying to be part of the revolution because it's like about time. And speaking of the revolution, there's a workers revolution. Um, It is fucking incredible. And I've talked about this also before what we are seeing when it comes to unionization and how there has been a steady decline in unions, um, union membership, uh, for decades. And um, the younger generation, the Gen Z workers in their 20s are they're they are unionizing. You're seeing that in tech, you're seeing that in Starbucks. And because it's just the vast wealth inequality, like our 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 gap between the richest people and the poorest people is just absolutely astronomical. And that's like, you have a union to think for weekends. You have a union to think for an eight hour workday for benefits. That is like the importance of unions. And there's so much anti-union propaganda that is like shoved down your throats. I'm thankful. I grew up in a state where um, it's very pro-union, but I, I wasn't radicalized about unions until like later on because my dad also was like anti-union until he got educated that's the only time I've ever heard him say he was wrong was when it came to unions um but I lived on on the east coast for a few years I lived in Virginia and oh my god I worked at this store there I'd never been somewhere where there was anti-union propaganda never and it was littered all over the freaking cork board you know I ripped that puppy off they would put it back up I was like no we're not doing this we need it if I had the balls I would have but anyway right to work states that's a different thing so unions um the uh, WGA the uh, Writers Guild of America they are going on their sixth week of striking and the 
uh, S, um, the, the SAG, the S, I was about to say SAG, <laughs> SAG, uh, they're going on strike. And this, this was like, um, like they'd been putting out a lot of, uh, stuff about solidarity with w- WGA, um, the last few, you know, since the strike started and really honestly all the time they're, they're very like, uh, symbiotic between those two unions because they are very reliant on each other. And so SAG is going on strike after a 97.9% in favor vote. I, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like we are, we are in history right now when it comes to workers' rights and um, like addressing wealth inequality, addressing uh, just the the treatment of like workers in this country. And it's just, it's absolutely egregious that we, I saw this TikTok. It was great. It was talking about about 10 years ago, there was a huge push for $15 minimum wage. Um, And I remember Seattle being one of the first places to institute that. Our federal minimum wage is $7 and 25 cents. And it's been that, since 2009. I have been in the workforce since 2009. I'm 30. And there has not been an increase in the federal minimum wage. That that should anger you. That should upset you so much. And their reasoning for not raising the minimum wage to $15 and making that the federal minimum wage back then was because, oh, if we increase the federal minimum wage, if we make it so every worker gets $15 an hour, everything's going to go up in price. Well, guess what? It's 2023. Everything has gone up in price and the federal minimum wage was never raised. We're still getting like the shit end and people just, they're just taking it. And that is insane to me. But people aren't just taking it. That's the point what I that's the point I'm making. There are a lot of people who are just taking it and they just are like, why should I why should somebody who's only been in the workforce for a few months have 15? I remember this guy saying this to me when I was like 22. He's like, why should somebody who has been in the workforce for only a couple months make $15 an hour because that's how much he makes. And yet I've been working for 20 years. I'm like that. You are so close to understanding the point. If you've been working for 20 years at your job and you have these skills and it's a craft, why are you only making $15 an hour? Like, come on. I just, I don't get it. And it's not like it, it, people over profits, man people over profits. And I do think that it's very, very reassuring to see what is happening when it comes to union efforts and worker rights and addressing um, inequality in this country. We have a long way to go. And I don't know if I'll ever see it truly like revolutionized in my lifetime. But I do feel very positive about what we're seeing. And the fact that there's so many um, of these corporations or these media corporations that do actually like post articles about it. That's surprising to me. Like, it's not just on Twitter that I'm seeing people talk about this. So I that gives me hope. And I'm I'm also an optimist like 
I, I, that's just like my demeanor, but that gives me hope. And, um, the stuff about making sure that people are fighting, you got to fight like with where you're at, with what you can, with what your means are, you have to do what you can. And that is what I'm doing on this podcast. So if I can rope some people in with some cute things about supermodels and Y2K and all of that cute stuff, and then I do a little switcheroo and start talking about some political things and get people's brains to wake up, then God damn it, God bless me, I'm going to do it. I completely did not get to the point about PETA, which is what started this whole thing. So Pete Davidson, PETA, Pete Davidson, ha ha ha. Pete Davidson, PETA released this voicemail thinking they were going to get Pete Davidson canceled. And I'm going to play it for you because it's fucking hilarious. Um, And the thing with PETA is that they are a goddamn stain on society they they don't actually care about the betterment of animals like there's so many instances of them going and getting animals and taking them to like kill shelters or like dumping them or killing them because they they're like I'm, I'm going to kill this animal because that's like the conscientious thing to do rather than like rehabilitate it's just it's not a good corporation. Like they're, they're not actually advocating for anything. And it's like, why don't you see PETA doing work about, you know, like when it comes to like up here in Washington, a big thing is um, our orca populations. And I'm sure everybody remembers when that, that, that poor orca mom carried her baby um, on her for, I think it was like a month um, she, the, you don't see PETA talking about that. You don't see PETA doing advocacy about restoring our ecosystems and like getting rid of the fucking culverts that are all around here, which thankfully the state, at least on this side of the state, they're doing a lot of work to get rid of the culverts so that the salmon can swim upstream and then the salmon swim upstream and feed the orcas. Okay, why isn't PETA talking about that? No, they're fucking going after celebrities. That's like, it, it's just like, they're they're not actually about animal advocacy. It's just so insane. And I'm glad that Pete Davidson, Daddy Pete, like went the fuck off. So I'm going to play you the voicemail. Hi, my name's Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna, um, the team. Uh, thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired fuck you and fuck my <laughs> Pete went off and rightfully so, rightfully so. I'm definitely somebody who's adopt don't shop and I'm definitely somebody who is um like I 
if you are able to adopt a pup and you don't have like allergies and stuff, adopt a pup. Okay. The shelters are getting full. They all, they always are. There's always a pup there. Go get a pup there. But I don't think there, there is anything that is productive when it comes to shaming people for not adopting that that's not productive that like that doesn't work um i will shame people who like go to unethical breeders uh have you ever looked at what a picture of a what a pug used to look like because of all the inbreeding they like can't breathe there's like those those kind of dogs and i hate saying dog pups but those kind of dogs, like the ones with the, the short snouts, they're not supposed to look like that. They're not. It's like insane when you see like what they looked like 100 years ago and how they look now. They're not supposed to look like that. They're suffering. These animals are suffering because of the fucking inbreeding. But there's a lot of breeders who are trying to be ethical and like do selective breeding um, especially with those, the, the, the dogs that have like those kind of snout issues, they're trying to, you know, use science to make sure that the, the new generation of pugs aren't like suffering like that, man, it just like, it makes me insane. And PETA, why aren't you talking about that? Why aren't you educating people on how a fucking pug used to look and be ethical, people's ethical treatment of animals? That's what PETA stands for. Why the fuck aren't you pushing for that shit? No, you're fucking releasing, you're ma talking to the press about Pete Davidson getting a, I don't even know what kind of pup that was. He said an oodle. It, the oodles, the oodles are, it's becoming a lot. Okay. A golden doodle. I don't know if I trust a golden doodle. They, they seem like pod people. You know what I mean? A golden doodle does seem like the kind of pup that perhaps um, it, it ha is in a skin suit. That the golden doodles they I, I, they scare me a little bit. They freak me out, man. They scare me. Their eyes are just like too human like. Um, and I have a pup who has human eyes, and it's like it's it's too much with the golden doodles. But it's some sort of cockapoodle. I don't know what kind of pup i couldn't really understand it the staten island was very thick but i know it was an oodle of some sort and it's like Peter, why are you <laughs> why are you spending time talking about pete davidson getting a pup and you're it, it, talk about something else something that can institute some actual change not pete davidson and because he's one of the most popular male celebrities like it that it's just like fucking bullshit. Like, man, you know, you get it. You get it. I'm, I'm ranting, but I love to do it. I love to rant. Okay. So we are already an hour and seven minutes into it. And if you have made it this far, you're amazing. You're great. You're incredible. I love it. Uh, however, we're going to end this episode right here. Yes, um, because I'm going to try to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, I have the ability to kind of 
um, do what I want. <laughs> so I think that what I want to try to do is maybe do do this part of my show and then I'm going to try um, and do a second part. And the second part, I won't talk about the personal stuff and I'll just get right into, you know, some hot topics and then whatever my episode theme is. Um, that will be a shorter episode. It won't be an hour long, but I gotta, I gotta mess around with it still. I gotta figure out what works for me because I just keep talking and talking and I don't know hour and a half long episodes. Like are people even really fucking with that? I fuck with that. I fuck with that heavy. Obviously that's why I'm talking so much, but I love, I love a podcast that takes forever. I love it. I don't like, I don't get annoyed with that stuff. I want, because I want to listen to my podcast while I'm doing stuff. I want to be entertained. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try it this week. Maybe try it next week. See how I like it. See how I feel. It might cause more of a workload for me. And I might be like, never mind. You're just going to have to deal with an hour and a half long episode. I don't know. But you know what? Here we are. We're at the end. And guess what? Guess what? I love you for listening. I hope you enjoy this while you were doing your makeup, drinking your coffee, driving to work. And just Denmark, you still have not made yourself known. Where are you? I need you. I need you. I love you. Make yourself known, Denmark. We need to be friends. Okay? You need to you need you need to reach out. I've I've told you already. At you're like really pretty pod on Instagram. On TikTok, at you're like really pretty pod. You can like comment things. Spotify makes it so you can comment things. Okay. My, I have an email for the podcast at you're like really pretty. Oh, wait, it's not at. It's you're like really pretty pod at gmail.com. Okay. There are many ways that you can come contact me, Denmark. We need to be friends. I need to know if you're a girl. If you're a gay, if you're a they, or maybe you're a straight man and you just love the sound of this vocal fry. Either way, make yourself known. Have a great day. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for dealing with my bullshit, everybody.